Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Welcome to the one-of-a-kind LinkedIn live show that will help you with your job search and advancing your career. We will bring in educated career experts who will share their insights and give you inside tips on how to be successful in your job search. Now let's get into today's show with your host, Jack Kelly. We're going to introduce Deborah Waitman is an awesome career expert, career guru, maker of awesome videos. And then she has a really interesting branding marketing strategy for people who are in the job search. So, so maybe we could just talk a little bit about, you know, how she views people to market and brand themselves. And then also what to do as we're heading, you know, post Thanksgiving into the holidays, into the new year to position yourself to get a great new job. So, okay. So, you know, careers done right, which is my company, we market people, we help people market themselves. So the, and the process by which we work is through consultation with our clients um, to learn about them, understand what the tools, the strategies, the things that make them unique, which we're all unique, of course, and how to capture those things both on paper and verbally online and bring that all together in a way that tells a meaningful story. Now, so, is that easy to do? I don't mean to interrupt because a lot of people I know, it's just hard for them, no matter what level, they could be the most senior level people, but sometimes it's really hard for them to articulate. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's what I'm about. Does that happen? Some people, it is very difficult yeah. for them uh, to, to do that. And that's why sometimes it helps to work with someone um, to, to bring out the things about them that are really special and really unique. Um, that process of learning about someone and asking questions helps people uh, deliver information that will sell them when they are looking for new opportunities, or maybe they're not looking right now. Maybe they're looking for promotion internally, or maybe they're just looking to pivot and do something else. Maybe they want to start their own business. Um, it could be any number of reasons that people engage. and But, but the theme really that comes across for, for all of this is that it is a marketing, it's a marketing exercise. You say a marketing exercise, what, what is, does that mean take what, like, and I'm taking two, three things about what you're really great at, what you're awesome at, and then telling that story? Is that is that kind of, sort of? It's taking the things, yes, that you're really, yeah. really good at and telling a story of how you have delivered, let's just say for the person in a, in a job search, right? They're looking for a new opportunity. What are the things that you've done in your past, either with your current company, right? If you're currently employed or positions that you've held in the past mm -hmm. and how does the amalgamation of those things come together to support what you will deliver for someone in the future? And, and is that kind of, similar to an elevator pitch or a little different? Well, the elevator pitch is definitely born out of those things. Mm -hmm. So if you consider that you have a short amount of time, that that value and that that unique, that proposition that you're gonna deliver about yourself, what is that? Um, and what do you share about yourself that also is going to be the theme on your resume? within your cover letter on your LinkedIn profile. So that's like a whole, it's, it's your story, right? That you're gonna have as, as a verbal, you know, elevator pitch, if you will. And then also the elements of that in writing so that everything mm -hmm. is tied together. Okay, so I'll be brave. 
and I'll be I'll be the guinea pig. And if you're up here, so just to role play. So for people who are watching now and who watch, you know, after we record it, so they, so if they're going to do it, I'll, I'll be brave and I'll do it too. So let's say I'm sitting down with you. I guess we wouldn't sit down because it's pandemic, but we would have this Zoom call. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a new job. I want to, or I'm, I'm looking to advance my career. What do I do, Deborah? What would you ask for me? I'll give the answers and we'll see, because this way it could kind of really show people, all right, this is, this is what I do. I mean, this okay. is what you do and this is what mm -hmm. I do. So one of the first things that I would ask you is, you know, I would want to learn a little bit about you, right? We haven't spoken before. So I would ask you to tell me a little bit about yourself. What are the things that you enjoy doing about your current, in your current role? What are the things that you have enjoyed in the past that you've done? And also, this is also really important. What are the things that you don't enjoy doing? You know, you don't want to have things captured um, in your in any of your professional materials that you don't really enjoy doing because you're not necessarily looking to do those things again, right? Every position has things that a, a person doesn't want to do. Okay, so I would say this. So let's say, because I do a few different things. Um, we just launched Recruiter, you know, a few, you know, bunch of months back to help people, you know, with their job searches, but it's a social media kind of crowdsourcing platform. I've been writing for Forbes for the last three years. And then I've been executive recruiter, CEO of a search firm for going on 20 plus years. So let's take the recruiting part. Um, so uh, I've been recruiting for about 20 plus years, focused primarily on Wall Street, mid to senior level executives. And they tend to be compliance, legal risk audit people that I place with Wall Street firms, hedge funds, private equity, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So that is a common theme and, and presumably let's just say for the purposes of this discussion, right, right. you're going to continue to do those types of things, right? So that then serves as the basis for the things that I would write about you. You know, a senior level executive recruiter with extensive experience. I try to stay away from number of years of experience because I think you're, you sort of can run into an issue there. Um, you know, interacting. You mean, you mean, I don't mean to interrupt, it's be like a little sensitive that there's ageism out there yes. and and if you have a very white beard, that doesn't help either. That probably, <laughs> I should probably shave it off because then I lose 10 years. So, so like, okay, I got you. So you leave up, when you say writing, does that mean for your clients, you would kind of not only like write, you know, ghost write for them to post or? Um, I can. I mean, okay. I typically the the work that I do, I right. write their resume, their cover letter, their LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. And people do ask me, you know, well, I want to post this on LinkedIn. Right. Can you take a look at it? Is it does it sound okay? Is it grammatically well written? Does it have is there, are there any issues with it that you can see? Um, so I will respond to those requests for people from people as well. That's good. So so you you get from me okay here's here's like okay you know what he does for a what Jack does for a living what uh, he's done what he focuses on and then this way you have kind of an outline and then I guess you would also maybe delve a little deeper okay do I want to keep doing that do I want to do something different. And then work to see if I want it. Like, like, let's say I would tell you, you know what, compliance has been slow, and this, this is, this is actually what happens. You know, compliance is slow, and this is not politics; just is what it is. When Trump uh, was campaigning and took office, he was forthright, saying, "Hey, I'm against regulations. I, I think it stands in the way of business." Mm -hmm. And you could see overnight these big banks. And you know they're not run by stupid people. They're like, oh, okay, we don't have to hire as many people anymore. We could cut back, so that so then 
hey, so I'm looking to like pivot, do something different. Is that like something you would help people with? Yes, I do help people transition to other things, but also it's not just about, okay, Jack is a recruiter. It's also about, you know, the achievements you've had in working with people in, in serving as a guide to your clients, which are your, right, which are your hedge funds and your private equity firms and your, your big banks, your bulge bracket banks or whatever, those are your clients. And then on the other side, you have the candidates that are looking to be placed into those environments, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you engage with these people? What have been some of the things that you're most proud of having achieved in working with these types of people over the last 20 years? So you would say to people who watch this, kind of almost get, you know, right down. If you want to be old school, you could actually write down in a, you know, in a notebook or, or put in your phone, like, okay, here's my accomplishment. Here's what I've done. Here's what I'm proud about. Here's what I like doing. Here's what I want to do. So it starts putting together for themselves a narrative of who I am, what I'm about, what I want to do. So when it comes to posting on LinkedIn or going for an interview or just networking, you can feel confident because you, you, you have a story to tell. Is that? Exactly. It is. It's a story. Yes. Yeah. And that's because that's, that's like, I guess you have a journalism background. So that helps kind of fleshing uh, it out and telling well, the yeah, story. Yeah, communications and journalism, yeah. yes. So then once you have that story, let's take it like right now, we're th- you know, post Thanksgiving is this weird kind of time. How, like what, what would you suggest people to do and how to like, I'm here, um, you know, I lost my job, help, or I'm worried about losing my job or hey, I just want to see what's out there. Like how, what do they do that? Like, how do they navigate this? So I, I don't believe that there's any time that you shouldn't be actively engaging with your network and building, mm-hmm. you know, building a better network, really. You know, the people that have those networks and they're able to reach out to people and get other introductions, they're very successful because you have been developing this over time. It's, it's sort of like, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Um, the more people that you're connected to and the more engaged you are, the more traction you're gonna get in your search. The more people will think of you when they have an opportunity. And I get that people tend to be myopic when it comes to their work. Mm-hmm. And they, they get a job and they focus solely on the work that's before them. They have all of this to do and they're super busy and they tend to, not everybody, but people do tend to push those things to the side because it's it's time consuming, which I understand, but it's not a smart strategy because ultimately you're going to want to come back to those people and it would be a better strategy to keep yourself in the game, if you will, and engage so that when either someone might need something from you or you need some from something from them. It's not like you're reaching out to them cold after having not spoken to them for several years. It's awkward yeah. for people to say, yeah. oh, hey, by the way, it's been five years. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> like now, yeah. you know, I need whatever, right? It's much easier if I'm in touch with you, even if it's periodically, every couple of months, I say, hey, Jack, how you doing? I'm checking on you. How's the family? I hope you're staying safe. You know, let's connect over Zoom for a quick chat, whatever. If I do that periodically, not only are you going to be more inclined to want to help me if, in fact, I do need help, but the call won't come from, it won't drop out of the sky like a UFO. 
you make it sound easy. I got, I got a couple of questions on this. So, so now I know we're up and everything's going right. So um, what, what do you say? Like, how do you do it? Like, what's, what's the go-to thing? I'm paraphrasing. Like, what's a go-to thing? Because a lot of people say like, they're very uncomfortable or awkward to do that. You, you, you seem like an extrovert. So I am. <laughs> okay. So for, if you're an extrovert, like I, from recruiting for so many years, I have no qualms pick up the phone, calling anybody, talking to anybody. But I think that's the rarity. Most people are uncomfortable. So what would you suggest? What should I do? Like, what's the, if I, if they were going to contact you, let's say you're not a career guru, but just like, a, you know, somebody working at Morgan Stanley and mm -hmm. someone wants to work there, how do they do it without really seeming crass or rude? Right. So, and, and, you know, everybody wants something, right? right? So it's not completely unique or uncommon to have people reach out. Mm -hmm. And you could just say, you know what I was, if you're, let's say yeah. you're looking on LinkedIn and you see someone and, and you say, oh, I see this person's profile. It really mm -hmm. looks like their background sort of aligns with what I'm interested in right. or what I'm doing. Why not just reach out and say, I took a look at your LinkedIn profile. It looks like there might be um, some synergies between our backgrounds. I would love to connect with you to learn a little bit more about you and what you do. And also, if you have a few minutes of time to answer a couple of questions for me, it's not like you're directly saying, hey, I'm looking for a job. You know, people are on LinkedIn, presumably they know it's a networking platform. It shouldn't come as a complete surprise when someone they don't know reaches out to them. It's good. It, it was someone so, so Carlton Carter was asking, what percentage of time should be spent engaging in networking internally, externally? I'm not sure what he really means by internally, externally, but I guess what, what would you suggest in terms, I guess, as a whole strategy? Mm -hmm. Is networking like 60% of it? Is that 10%? What do, what do you think? Um, I think it's an ongoing thing. And I okay. think that you do have to spend a significant amount of time. And I do understand the question about internally. You're building a brand internally as well. Mm -hmm. you, need to, you need to network internally. Otherwise, you run the risk of having people maybe, maybe think of you in a certain way that maybe is incorrect, right? So you definitely want to build your brand internally and meet with people. And of course, as we all know, in any business environment, you, you don't get things done in, in a space, you know, with one person. It mm -hmm. requires a lot of coordination. It requires a lot of communication and it requires you to gain buy-in from other people sometimes and some of which might have a competing priority than your own. So building your brand internally and building those connections and relationships will go a long way to get the things accomplished that you need to do. Um, externally as well. It's a different type of thing because those people don't necessarily impact your day-to-day -day in terms of what's accomplished in your, in your job, but they can certainly impact what happens as you maybe look to exit a particular position and pursue something, something else. So it is something that's sort of like an ongoing thing and you have to do it all the time. It's not something that you could just stop one day and think, all right, I'm going to pick this back up in four months. The minute you know you're not paying attention, things are changing quickly. If you're not paying attention, you're you're more likely to miss something. So Susan Schwartz was asking something, and I'll, I'll just kind of paraphrase it. What do you think of this strategy? Because it's the holidays, to not even ask someone, just reach out to people and say, "Hey, happy holidays! How are you doing? How's it going?" And it's, and I guess she's saying it's like a two-step program. 
you do that. And then maybe later on, then you follow up with the ask. I love is, it. Is I that, think it's a great idea. Yeah. I also think what's- That's smart, right? That's an interesting, yeah. that's it, right? Yeah, it's a great strategy. Yeah, yes, yeah. victory. It, you know, the other thing is if you, I, I like to say what's old is new again, right? What do people get in the mail these days? They get carpet cleaning that they don't need. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, nobody's yeah. looking right. through the Val pack and saying, oh, yes, you know, I need car detailing. Right. Let me pull out this coupon. You know, nobody gets mail that's very meaningful, right? They get a lot of junk mail that they just throw away. If you have um, the the opportunity, maybe send someone a handwritten note. Interesting. You will get Interesting. an unbelievable um, a higher rate of response from something like that. Why? Because you took the time. First of all, you have to go to the store to get a card, number mm -hmm. one. Then you've got to write it. You got to write it out. You got to fill out the envelope. You got to stamp it. You got to get it to the box. I mean, these things, <laughs> it's like, we don't think about this anymore. We think like, oh, I'm going to jot off this email to someone and I'm going to send them this like nice e-greeting. Those things are all lovely. There's nothing wrong with them. But if you really want to make a statement, you do something that people don't think yeah. of doing anymore. Okay. So as you say that Tom Calgato is asking, is this, and again, I'm kind of paraphrasing, is it weird to send like cookies or something in holidays to somebody and then you're following up does it sound is that kind of too forced or is that something you know maybe how well do you know the person are you sending cookies to someone that you yeah. have no idea who they are and they're like <laughs> oh my god someone's sending me food <laughs> well wait yeah. you know what but is that so crazy come to think is that like if you want to get in somewhere like let's say as a not job search i'm a recruiter i want to get in, a, in into some company as a client I don't know. Is that weird? Oh, I haven't done idea. it, but maybe that is something to do. You send something over. Yes. Don't send a fruitcake. And yeah. I think you're probably safe. <laughs> Fruitcake's no good. Not fruitcake. Yeah. Most that's okay. people, fruitcake gets a very bad rap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I, you know what? This is interesting. Like, have you seen firsthand people do these creative things? To I get? have. And does it work? Like, have you noticed? It, it, it does work. Does it work all the time? Nothing works. There's no 100% of anything, right? But does it work? Yes, it works. Um, it shows, you know, like a, a thoughtful approach, right? It shows that you took the time to go the extra mile. You learn something, right, through your own self-directed research, I imagine, about either the, the company or the person or whatever. It's easier now than ever to learn about people. They publish about themselves everywhere. They publish on LinkedIn. You know, they publish on they publish online. You know, Google is your friend, and you can use those clues to do something that will set you apart. Speak that. So, so it was right. So, how do you? There's a lot of people get nervous and anxious to post on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What would you say to do in terms of? what you were talking about earlier about branding and marketing yourself. Any tips for people who are a little, you know, yeah, I mean, comfortable? I have always said, um, you know, stay away from things that cause arguments, right? Uh, especially on LinkedIn. You're not going to change someone's mind about any of the things that you think you're going to change their mind on. You're not. I keep it professional. Talk about the, th if you're in supply chain, Maybe you learn something new about a supply chain practice and you want to share that with the group. That's a great way to extend your brand and nobody's going to get mad over that. So they're just going to have an open dialogue about it, 
right? You know, people get on there and they have a habit of, you know, talking about things that they start arguments. There's no reason to get on any platform anywhere and start an argument. Again, you're not changing anybody's mind about what their leanings are. All you're doing is getting into an argument. And that's, you know, I like to say 15 minutes of time, you'll never get back. Talk about the things that are meaningful to professional life and areas where you have an expertise. That gives you a couple of things that are really beneficial for you. One, it gives you street cred because you're sharing an idea about something professional, business-oriented that maybe somebody else can use, right? So you're helping someone else. The other thing that it does, which is really important, it supports your own brand. You're establishing yourself as an expert in this particular thing and people might come to you with questions. Oh, this is really interesting. I see you've, you're talking about this and you've done this. Can you tell me more? So it creates a way for people to come to you and begin a dialogue. So that's interesting. So let's say your example, you're in supply chain. Probably what a good thing to do. And I don't, I don't know much about supply chain, but I imagine to talk about the vaccine, how it's going to be delivered. How do they get it out? How do they get it to people so that you That's can brand idea. yourself, right? Because like, if you really know supply chain, this got to be like, oh my gosh, this is yes. so, such a topic. So you start writing about it. now, I guess whether you're right or wrong, how it's going to play out, but just to give, you know, that, because then people would read it. I would read it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I would read and see, oh, how are you going to get, like, I don't know, we have what, 300 million people in this country plus, like how, how are you going to get it out to everybody? Who gets it? Do you go to the pharmacies and so on? So I guess, with your example, the supply chain, that would be like perfect for somebody to, 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 to go on LinkedIn, do their homework and kind of write about it because I'm sure it garner a lot of views and a lot of attention, particularly from senior level supply chain because they may say, oh, that's really smart or, oh, how about this? And all of a sudden you're developing these relationships with people. Exactly. It's, yeah, definitely the logistics of that is going to be a pretty big endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. And certainly, you know, the vaccine is on the minds of many people because of everything. And yeah, it's like, mm. talk about things. I mean, that happens to be a very timely example, right? right? right. Um, but, and, and back to that point, because it's so timely, you will have a lot of people really, really interested yeah. in that. They did a 60, 60 minutes did um, a segment on, the delivery of the vaccine not that long ago. So it, because it's very timely, you're gonna find that a lot of people will start to engage um, in discussions if that in, is in fact their area of interest and they work in that professionally. Yeah, I bet you, you could probably tie in whatever you do, somehow, some way you could shorten in like what's what's currently in the zeitgeist out there that's, that's tied, like, you know, and somehow use that as a way to talk and just, you know how sometimes you meet somebody and you're struggling for a conversation opener? So even if it's not perfect, sometimes it's just opening the conversation. Right. So I guess, yeah, you can figure that out. Um, so you would just say like, if you're an expert or let's say if you're in whatever field you're in, talk about it to brand yourself of like, hey, here's who I am. But I guess you don't want to be arrogant. Well, here's who I am. And this is what I know about this area. But you're just sharing your thoughts, your ideas, and that's a good way to dip your toe in the water because you know you know it, you know this stuff so you could talk about it. Exactly. I mean, the other thing I think is also really important is ask people what they think. People like to talk about themselves and they like to share information and share their knowledge. So a great way to open a thing, what do you think about this? 
which is a good way to get people a good dialogue going about a certain topic. That's interesting. So would that be something you lead with or that's like you're, you, you know, you do post something, but then you ask, hey, what do you think about yeah. such and such or either way? What do you guys think about this? Do you think this is a good idea? Do you, you know, what else can you share? What ideas have you had around this? And that's you, how you start a dialogue. Would you, would you think this is maybe too bold? Um, but let's say, let's just take the supply chain, for example, to find people who are in companies you'd want to work for, senior level supply chain folks, and then at them and then give your comment and then ask their opinions. Yeah. So this way you're kind of make you say, hey, I'm here. Right. And you, you know, you're saying something, but not like, and you were saying earlier, nothing that could be misinterpreted as, right. you know, being inflammatory or whatever, but just very straightforward, but then solicit, Hey, I'd love to hear your, you know, as an expert in the field, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And then if they weigh in, oh my gosh, now <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, these people, and I guess you could send them a, you know, a, a LinkedIn link, you know, invite so that, you know, there's a comfort level. Yeah, that's that's a, a great it's a great way to get a dialogue going and to get people to engage. Um, you know, one of the things that I've also found is people definitely have a way of saying, you know, they'll write and say, you know, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Which I don't think is the right question because I don't know. You're you're putting it on the person <laughs> to to think about like how can this person help me? Like I don't know. I don't know how they can help me. Yeah. You know, I would much prefer, you know, a question where like, here's, here's, here's how I can help you. Here's what I, what I can do. Would you be interested in, in reading something about this as opposed to now my feeling like, okay, now I got to figure out how this person can help me. I have no idea how. Right, right. It is <laughs> funny how know. that is. Right, right. And not to go on a tangent, I'd be curious what you thought. And then Colton had another question. So I'll go, uh -huh. I'll go back to that after with with the uh, i'm curious how you feel you know how that open to work banner on linkedin mm -hmm. i find the same thing where it's like open to work right all right cool i get it but then they're like covid hey help me and the same thing what you're saying is like oh, okay but how like what 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 do you do what are you looking to do how do you need the help and it's it's like more it leaves you with a, almost a bad taste like all right well now i got to do all the homework and figure it out Right, like what? Like, maybe tell me what you do, what you're looking to do. Exactly. What, what do you I think about the that? The pressure that whole... of my saying to you, okay, <laughs> like let me tell you how you can help me. You know, tell me what you need. And right. <laughs> because otherwise you're the bad. Then you're the bad guy. Like, okay, right. I'm not helping. So now I feel guilty. I'm not helping when you're asking for help. But I don't know what exactly you do. You're in supply chain. I know it's hot. I have no clue supply chain. How can I help? Tell me. So, so, so like, I guess you, you feel the same thing, what you, you really need to go back to what you said at the beginning of the conversation, really have a brand and market yourself so that you can see on that person's LinkedIn profile. Oh, okay. They want help and here's what they do. And I completely understand it. It makes sense. And it happens to be, oh, wait, you're in compliance, legal risk audit. That's my specialty. Oh, sure. Let's connect. Yep. So it all, that's how it all adjusts. So what Carlton was asking, in addition to uh, LinkedIn, how do you manage your, uh, how to best manage your brand. You like how I put it far further away 
Yeah, I, I even have my contacts in. That's, yes, I have that same so, problem. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just paraphrase because I can't read. Outside, so, <laughs> if I did that. <laughs> it's like this. Okay, so Carlton is saying, <laughs> how do you manage your brand, not only on LinkedIn but other social media sites? Um, so that's a good question. I mean, you know, as we know, or I mean, I think most people know, you know. You can't focus everywhere. You can't, I mean, you can be, but I think you're jack of all trades, master of none, yeah. right? If you do that. LinkedIn is the 800 pound gorilla. Right. You know, you know, most people recognize that, you know, Facebook is the place where you get into arguments with people you don't know. Um, you know, Twitter is the place for people that are like super clever and funny and they come up with memes that make you laugh. <laughs> um, Instagram, you know, I have a shoe line and everybody come yeah. follow me because I'm an influencer. So I think the best, really the thing, if I'm going to give someone a focus, it would be, it would be LinkedIn. I think the other things are less so yeah. um, from my own experience, right? I mean, clearly they're going to people be people that have other uses for those things and that's great. Um, but networking online is a big thing. And there are tons of networking groups where by you might have in the past gone to them physically. Right now we're not doing that so much, but a lot of them have, they've morphed to be mm -hmm. these online groups because they know that they can't meet in person. So they've, they've transformed and they're now doing their meetings online, attend those things, find out where the, when they're being held and participate in those things and you will still get value out of them. Similarly, depending upon what you do, you're in, let's say you're a CPA, for example, right? You have the AI CPA that you're a member of. Why are you not attending their meetings online? Maybe you completed a degree you know, you're an advanced degree or even your undergraduate degree. And most schools, mm -hmm. they promote their, their willingness to assist their graduates. Why are you not reaching out to your alma mater and seeing how they can help you and how their career services center purely from their contacts can be of value to you and be of assistance to you? Some other schools, you know, I'll, I'll use, I'm gonna use Columbia as an example because they have a very robust alumni network, mm -hmm. right? You know, you can reach out to people in that network. And, you know, a lot of those people, they, they are very well connected. So, and it's the same for a lot of schools. So all of those things give you an opportunity, your school, um, any, any, you know, networking, general networking groups, um, any specific groups that are more related to your, to your um, specific position or industry that you work in, you know, broaden how you engage with people and look to now, you know, more than ever, obviously, online, engage with these people in these groups to facilitate your networking efforts. That's really smart. It makes sense because I, I've seen a proliferation of all these online groups that seem to come out of nowhere. Now, they may have been always there, but maybe they were in person, you know, the old fashioned kind of networking where everybody cringes when, you know, you hear that like, hi, Deborah, Jack Kelly, nice to meet you. <laughs> you know, here's my, you know, tag. So, but yeah, I see so many, like we do it through, for recruiter. We have these we meetups that are really super helpful because what we do is we bring a small group of people together and it could be a topic based, you know, to help maybe with one aspect of the search, or it could be an AMA, um, and what I find out a lot of it too, is people just feel better when they see others in the same situation. Mm -hmm. So the very worst, even if they don't 
gain much new insight, the very worst, is they feel, oh, it's not just me, <laughs> you know? They're, these people seem really smart and nice and great, and they're going through the same thing I am. I don't feel as bad. Right. So, so yeah, I like your, like, to join up on all these things and participate and get involved in there a lot. There are a lot out there. Strength in numbers. Yeah. So now, now we're heading into, let's say, we're getting close to the holidays in the new year. Any, any kind of strategy, in addition to what we're talking about, where to just to, to stand out, to get things done, to feel productive, so you don't end up just, you know how we all are, you know what I mean? You, 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 know, you, you know, well, I got to shop, I got to do this. Oh, this is happening. Oh, and before you know it, you really didn't get anything done. So, so any, anything you would suggest to people, okay, here's what you should focus on you know, for the next few weeks to get yourself geared up for when January hits? I always say make a list of the top five things that you want to do. Because again, okay. if you write things down, you're more inclined to do them. Make a list of the things that are really important for you that you want to accomplish just in terms of your career goals and then work towards them. You don't have to make a laundry list of stuff. It doesn't have to be a list that you feel overwhelmed by. There's a hundred things I need to do. Oh my God, how am I gonna get all this done? Start with three or four or five things that you think are, that you can, you know, you, you take things in bite-sized pieces, you know, and that will allow you to focus on them without feeling overwhelmed. And as you get through them, then you have that, you know, feeling of accomplishment. I did the first two things on my list. Right. I'm going to work towards the next three things and 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 do it over the course of the next whatever time. That's cool. That makes sense. And then and then with each step, you know, I guess you would have a process in place like how you're going to do it. Yes. You know I, mean, I mean, depending upon what it is. Yeah. You would have, okay, these are the things I'm going to do to achieve that goal. Exactly. So you have your overarching goal. And then you have, okay, here's here are the steps I'm going to take to achieve that particular thing. Right. Because like a lot of times I notice people, whether it's career oriented or anything else, they have a goal here. I want to do X, but then they don't have a system in place to do it. So it's kind of destined for failing because, all right, you have your goal, but what are you going to do every day to reach that? So, so, so you want to write down maybe three to five things, not too many, because there's too many, I guess it gets scattered. It's hard to really focus. And then within those three to five things, each one would have kind of bullet points. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do to make it happen. Right. And go for it. And do you have a sense, what, what's your, you know, it's, we, no one has a crystal ball, but any, any sense how you see the market in 2021 compared to what it's been like? You know, there are, there are opportunities um, and companies are hiring. Um, you know, I know that there have been, you know, a lot of people are, are struggling and there have been a lot of, you know, people have been laid off or they've been furloughed or what have you, but companies are hiring. And there's going, there are going to be opportunities. The competition is still fierce. That's not going to go away. Um, that it was, it was fierce before all of this, and it's, it's still fierce today. Um, you know, again, the best thing that you can do is continue to move forward, continue to progress, um, do the things you've been doing, advance your efforts, continue to network, meet with people, um, remain, you know, as positive as you can being positive is that that mindset and having that other people feed off of that. So it's, it's even though some people are like, oh, well, nobody would ever know, you know what they do know. Um, you're deluding yourself if you think that a negative attitude doesn't show through. So maintaining a positive, um, you know, being positive overall, even if that means that you have to like listen to affirmation tapes or read, read about it to, to get that it's, 
being positive will help you. It'll help with not only your mindset and how you project yourself, but it will also help with how other people perceive you. No, I'm really glad you brought that up because I've noticed that over the years. And it's so, it's so unfortunate in that when people, you know, when you're interviewing, you know, you have to be enthusiastic, you have to be motivated, you have to be excited, you have to be upbeat because Hiring managers don't want to hire someone who's sad and depressed and angry and resentful. But when you're looking for a job, especially looking for a job in a pandemic and you haven't been working for so many months, it's hard to turn it around. So I have someone asking, like, how do you, how do you turn, how do you turn it around? Like, how, how do you, you know, let's, she didn't say all this, but like, all right, you've been beaten up now for like three, four, five, six months. I, you probably have this too. There's so many people who, pre-COVID lost their jobs. You know, they lost their jobs maybe December, thinking, oh, all right, well, that sucks. But, you know, the markets, because turn back the clock, it's hard to believe. You know, you say, oh, the market's still good. That's fine. I'll enjoy the holidays and I'll get back into it. And before you know it, it's March. And it's like, oh my God. So how, like, <laughs> any suggestions to keep that positive mindset what? when this is what you're dealing with? Maybe you take a different approach. Maybe instead yeah. of saying, you know, I can only do this type of thing. Maybe you, you look to um, get something on a temporary basis or something contract. So you keep the momentum going while you continue to look, look for a full-time mm -hmm. position. Maybe you take an opportunity that maybe is a little bit outside of what you consider your wheelhouse, but you know what? You're learning something new. You know what? That's, that's another question, but I got, a, I got a couple other questions before that. So well, okay. one's not a question, it's more of a statement. So Jacqueline is saying that Making the list has helped me stay focused. Using skills to help nonprofit organizations help too. So I guess it's a combination. So what she's saying is that, yeah, for her, it's really worked. And then it sounds like, if I understand it correctly, is that she took a job, kind of an in-between job. And it's just like what you were saying, to just get out there. Yeah, to bridge the gap. I mean, yeah. it also keeps you, it keeps you active. It keeps your mind active. It keeps you from feeling complacent and it keeps you from feeling, think, I mean, what I'm going to say or term thinking too much, right? Because yeah. we all have a tendency maybe to overthink things. It keeps you active while yeah. you pursue new things. Yeah. And I guess you have to put, sometimes you might have to put your ego aside, right? Like if you're taking a job sometimes that's a bunch do. of rungs beneath, uh, you just got to, do Sometimes it, right? you just got to power, power on. Yeah. Al Alexandra is asking the, uh, basically how to target, like, I guess you wanted, she, she was picking up on some things you're saying, like to target people at the companies. Is that a good strategy? Like find these people and just go right after them. It's easier. It's easier now than ever to find people. I mean, you know, there's only so many um, email naming conventions, <laughs> right? I mean, it's it's just not that, you, you know, you can go onto a website, a company's website and get just a plethora of information, use the tools that are available to you um, and, and make it happen. So kind of go and find the people who, like, let's say you pick four or five different companies you want to work for and then find, for Alexandra, like find the... Uh, you know, who might be the HR person, who might be a senior, you know, exec, who might be whatever, and then yeah. just, just narrowly go after that person. Yeah. And There's introduce yourself. All right. So any other, any other like interesting, bold kind of things that people could say, you know what, this is going to reinvigorate. Cause you know what, you, you know, a lot of times it's all right. 
I'm going online. I'm filling out the applications. I sent my resumes. I'm getting ghosted. I'm not hearing back. Any, any other interesting thoughts that maybe people could put to use? I mean, I just think as a final, a final thought, yeah. you know, again, it really is, you're not going to get everybody right. Yeah. Um, and you just have to, at the end of the day, and it might seem trite, but you, you have to keep going. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's not a question of if it's only a question of when just keep going. It will happen. That's good advice. That's good advice, Santa, because I think that's it really is. what it boils down to. It's, isn't that like anything in life? You know, if yes. you, you know, you can't give up because what are you going to do? Sit at home all day? I mean, it, that's oh. not really much of an option. But if no. you keep going and going and going, you know, eventually something gives, right? Eventually, really you'll click in, you'll find the right place. Yep. So that's, that's, a, that's a good. Any other last words to end with? I like that part. That's really good. So, you know, I mean, I just love to tell people, really, just try to find your inner strength and your inner positivity, and you will reap the rewards in the end. That's, that's beautiful. So that's great. So I'm glad. I know we had a little glitch at the beginning, but yep. I think we came in strong. And I think <laughs> you gave some really great, you gave a lot. I don't know if you realize, you just gave a lot of advice. I hope a so. Lot. It was just like bang, 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 bang. So, so this is great. This would be really good because like, you know, we, you know, since it's recorded and then we reposted it, that people could watch it again and sort through it because, you know, once you're hearing it, you know, it goes by really quickly, but then you could kind of really go back and listen to some of the very specific things doing everything from the branding, from the marketing to, to old fashioned. I really like that idea, like an old fashioned letter to somebody because yeah. then you really stand out. So those are kind of the techniques that, you know, we forget about, don't do that really make you stand out in a crowd. So, so I think, I think, you know, for people watching it now, but, and then who will, you know, or those who watch it later, this is really good advice, interesting advice from a career guru and expert, you know, who, who's helped really see it. And she's being very modest and she's helped very senior level executives find fantastic jobs and improve their careers. So this is, this is really actionable advice. So, so, you know, Thank you so much, Deborah, for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. It's awesome getting to know you. Thanks so it's much. It's been a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the WeCruiter podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W-E-C-R-U-I-C-R dot We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals. So make sure to check us out today.